Hi, and welcome to Keep the Changes podcast. I'm Emily Burns, and this is the place where I share concepts, insights, and advice to help you make positive changes to your life that will actually last. In today's episode, I want to talk about my foolproof method for getting unstuck when you are feeling stuck. Um, and maybe I shouldn't call it foolproof. I haven't had too, too many people use it just because I haven't shared it before, but I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it recently and, um, it's really been the way that I pretty much always get out of any feeling stuck in any area of my life or when I just feel sort of vaguely, generally, stuck and stagnant and like I'm not making any kind of progress, but I don't even really know what kind of progress I want to be making. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call it foolproof because it's worked for me and uh, I'm a fool. (laughs) Oh, that was stupid. Okay, here we go. Okay, getting unstuck. Step one. Um, choose the area of your life where you're really wanting to change, where you are feeling stuck. You may already know. Uh, usually you do. Um, if you just pay attention to your thoughts, they're usually going to be predominantly about your work life or like, wow, I wish I was in better shape. I wish I was eating healthier. I wish I was getting more clients. I wish I was making more time to commit to like creative projects, whatever it is. Um, If you really don't know, the thing is you do, Um, (laughs) but maybe it's just, you've got so many other thoughts going on right now that it's buried. So I recommend taking a little bit of time to journal. And if you really still feel like you're not sure and, and everything in your life is just kind of like, fine, like it's not bad, uh, but it's not great. It's not moving forward. Just pick one area. So that can be your health, your finances, your relationships, either romantic or, you know, friendship, family, just pick an area in which you feel like you're doing okay, but not like you could be doing better and make that the area in which you wanna grow. What I will advise against is picking multiple areas at once because our brain just really kind of doesn't like change and growth. It likes to conserve its energy for keeping us alive. So when we put extra external pressure on it to do personal development work it can take a little, but if you if you overhaul it, and I've made this mistake many, many times, it kind of like freaks out and you get this like undercurrent of anxiety, even though you're doing great things, um, when your brain is experiencing too much change, it tends to be, um, yeah, like I said, you get this weird undercurrent of anxiety going on. So I would recommend picking one area. So that's step one. Step two, decide on one minuscule 
but consistent way you can change and like start showing up a little more in that area. And I'm not joking when I say minuscule. So um, say it's something, say it's an area of your life where you feel like you are just totally a novice, like you on a scale of one to 10, you're like a one or a two. Um, so uh, take exercise, for example. If you currently do not exercise at all, like you're not even stretching or anything like that, cool. That's, I mean, that's fine. It really is. Um, there's just, our lives are so complicated and full of things. It's, I went through a period of several years where I just like quit exercising. Um, so I just, I just want to throw that in because I, I felt like it sounded judgmental. Um, when I was like, if you're not exercising and I, I am far from that, I have so much compassion for being in that kind of area of your life. But if you are, say, in an area where you don't exercise and you want to get into it, um, decide on a minuscule but consistent way you can show up. So let's say you go from nothing to, you know, going for two 30 minute walks a week or, you know, four 15 minute walks a week, even the whole point is going from nothing to something. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit later about just how perfectionism makes you feel like you just totally have to dive in instead of dipping your toe in and how that can just lead to this horrible cycle of, um, of or like, you know, rapid change and, and results entitlement and your brain being like, what the fuck is happening? And then after a week or even a day, sometimes it's like, this is too much. I want to quit. And then you do quit and then you feel discouraged and it takes like a long time before you even want to try again. So consistency is far far greater than intensity. And that is a hill I will die on. Consistency over intensity, especially when you're a beginner, but even when you're just wanting to level up. Um, if you are trying to run a marathon, it would be like, no one is going to tell you like, oh, just um, run 10 miles two days a month, they're going to say, okay, start by just consistently like running this many, like a mile every day for a week and then level up from there. Um, and I totally forgot. I did have this <laughs> disclaimer before I got into the steps. I'm going to jump back here a little bit. Uh, so do forgive me, but I think a really good metaphor for when you're feeling stuck is like, um, quicksand. So if, when you are feeling stuck, think of it like quicksand, where the last thing you want to do is make all these massive movements and thrash around. <laughs> um, that is only going to get you more stuck. And that's like what I was just talking about when you put in this huge effort and then you burn out and then you are feeling even more discouraged and stuck than when you started because you're like, oh, I put all this effort in. So this is, and I failed. 
and I quit. So this is proof that I can't change. So you feel more stuck and worse. Um, so when you're stuck in quicksand, if you've watched enough nature shows <laughs> or like, you know, survivor man type shows, like I have, uh, they talk about what you want to do is not panic and not treat it like it's some horrible situation. You just want to make really small, little, slow movements over time and sort of like very, very gently work your way out of it. And the whole time, again, like not panicking sounds over dramatic for this metaphor, but sometimes we really do like, you're like, oh my God, this is so bad. The situation I've gotten myself in is so bad, whatever. But real change comes from a place of acceptance of where you are. And a lot of that ties into um, the thing I mentioned before with like results entitlement and like being starved for results, which, you know, it's the, um, the memes you see where it's like, me after I work out once and it's like, you know, somebody looking at their abs in the mirror. I, I don't remember. I, I know I've seen um, memes like that. <laughs> this is, um, you, you get what I'm saying with results entitlement. You just start expecting it too soon and, and truly it takes time. Um, so back to the numbers, sorry for that little, uh, that little tangent, but, um, so yeah, decide on one minuscule, but consistent way you can show up for the area of your life. You're chosen, you've chosen to change. Um, so if another example, like I work with creatives, um, trying to, sometimes it's somebody is a full-time creative, which, you know, means like you work in the arts or music or whatever. Um, some of my clients want to, they have day jobs and they want to move into the creative career full-time and they get stuck in this like feeling like they need to be doing more every day and shitting themselves and, um, and, I always ask, like, how does that make you feel when you're thinking thoughts like, I should have done this today, I should be doing it. and it's, it's never from a place of inspiration, right? Like when you are telling yourself to, to do something like when you when it's like pushing a noodle. Um, I like that metaphor a lot, too. I'm sort of like, dissolving into a lot of metaphors now. But um, I just say, like, what is the minimum thing that you can do that you can show up consistently for, like, every single day this week? And it's like, oh, well, I can, you know, write 10 minutes a day, not even specifically for my book, but um, just get in the habit of writing 10 minutes a day as opposed to like sitting down and being like, I'm going to write a chapter and I'm not getting out of this chair until I write a chapter. And of course, like then everybody runs to, um, I almost said Facebook. I feel like nobody gets on Facebook anymore, but, um, 
it's it's just a way to make your faint brain feel trapped and panicky and, and not good whereas if you say like just just sit down just write for 10 minutes that's all you have to do just become a person who writes every day even if it's only 10 minutes that's what we're gonna do so hopefully i've made the point with that um decide on minuscule but consistent ways you can show up in the area that you want to change um step number three remember the infinite one percent rule and i am in love with this concept um i did not come up with it uh it was it's from the brilliant mind of cara lowenthal uh her podcast is called unfuck your brain and it has really made a lot of positive <laughs> changes for me um and I just wanted to include this because it's so concisely and, and beautifully wraps up um, and supports all the things that I talk about on this podcast, which is doing a little is huge. Um, and it's a, it fights against these perfectionist tendencies we all have where it's like, on Monday, I'm going to wake up and be a different person and I'm going to get up at five and I'm going to make a smoothie bowl and run five miles. And, and it's just like these perfectionist fantasies that we're never going to live up to. We're going to try for a day and be like, who the, what? No, this isn't me. And unfortunately, we, a lot of us, um, it feels really good to plan like a week like that on Sunday night while you're like sitting on the couch watching Netflix or half watching Netflix, half on your phone and half like planning how perfect your week is going to be. Um, because that's, that's like way, way sexier to think about than to think like, okay, tomorrow morning, um, instead of having like a bowl of sugary cereal, I'm going to have some overnight oats instead. <laughs> like that's not a sexy life changing image or it doesn't seem like it anyway. Um, although that's like the kind of thing that really starts to add up and the kind of thing that is sustainable. Um, so sorry, again, a tangent, but the infinite 1% I strongly recommend you listen to this episode of hers. Again, her podcast is called Unfuck Your Brain. Um, it essentially says the greatest difference is between zero and 1%. It's not between 1% and 50% or 50 and 100 or even 1 in 100. The greatest, like the greatest difference is between doing nothing and doing something and a lot of and like keeping with it of course um but a lot of people like most people just choose to stay at zero percent because they see the people who you know have been doing things a long time they look at like tony robbins and the rock and like I don't know, other really <laughs> like Jeff Bezos. Um, they're like, God, I could never be there. Why bother? I will just continue like making 0% effort at changing 
um, and just hope for the better. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't work out. So the infinite 1% rule, when you get these perfectionist thoughts of it's gotta, I've gotta be doing more or what is it? Like people will say like anything worth doing is worth doing right or worth doing a hundred percent or all the grind culture messaging, all the Instagram like curated lives we see and we want, or just like, Oh, I want my life to be like that immediately from how it is. And we're not seduced at all by the, just making these 1% changes. Um, so I like to think of the infinite 1% rule as like a Patronus against the dementors of perfectionist thoughts. Like this isn't making a difference. Why bother? Cause it's like, just cause, just cause you can't see the difference it's making doesn't mean that it's not making a difference. And it also discourages, which I think is a good thing. It discourages you from checking for results every five minutes, which usually the results don't come at whatever speed, like within the first week. So it helps you to remember that when you're making these changes, it's really a lot more about changing your identity than getting the result. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, uh, a little bit more about that after um, the fourth step or like in the fourth step that I'm about to get into. But sometimes there, I literally just say out loud to myself when I know I only have 30 minutes to work on my website and I'm like, oh God, what am I even going to get done or to journal or I, I can only do like a quick 10 minute like run or, or whatever. And I'm thinking this isn't worth it. And then I remember like the greatest difference is between zero and 1%. And I say that out loud to myself. Um, and again, I get, this is the last time I will say it, but I can't encourage you enough to listen to that specific episode. And I think they actually just re published it. So it should be like in the like 10 most recent episodes, the infinite 1% on unfuck your brain. It'll blow your mind. Um, but yeah, uh, step four is keep going and have faith. And I know I mentioned consistency, but yeah, keep going and have faith. You're not going to see results right away if you're only going at 1%, but that it's not what it is about. It is about having faith that these ultimately, the changes you're making ultimately will pay off. Um, and like I said before, it is about changing your identity and personal development. We talk about, um, you know, changing like there are different levels of change and sometimes it's like changing your external circumstances, but changing yourself internally is much more powerful and you have a lot more control over it, obviously. So again, like, let's say 
if your goal is to lose 10 pounds. Do not make it like shift it from that to becoming a person. Your new goal is becoming a person who exercises. Okay. So, or a person who eats well. And then start being that person at 1%. If you're, if you're that person at 0%, you know, like dial it up 1% from wherever you are. So, cause if you suddenly try, if you're not a person who exercises at all, it's back to what I was saying, like, and then you suddenly think you're going to run eight miles a day, or if you're a person who, you know, eats fast food every day, and trust me, I've been there. Um, and then you're like, I'm suddenly going to live off of like bulgur wheat salads and like lean grilled meats and squash and stuff like that. It's just going to be way too much for your brain to handle. And that's okay. Like we always want to think that our brains are so, are so much more capable of change and they are incredible. Like our brains are these amazing tools that we have, but at the same time, um, they do have their limits, you know, it's like a car or a, actually, no, the metaphor I really like, I prefer is they're, they're not that different from our, uh, our bodies where like your body again is an amazing tool. Um, but if you never stretched before in your life or it's been a few years and then you were like, body, we're going to do the splits right now, your body would be like, no, absolutely not. Or if you were some somehow successful, you'd probably end up like having to go to the hospital because um, you tore a muscle. Anyway, your brain's the same way. Your brain needs time and practice to change. You have to practice to change your brain. You cannot just decide to be different. Um, I mean, you, the decision is the first step, but you can't just decide that suddenly you're going to think totally differently and then expect it to be that way. Like it takes practice. So no matter what area of your life you want to change, start small, be consistent. Um, I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, just some examples I that I wrote like, Oh yeah, I, I wanted to talk about um, my experience with this in particular um, when I was feeling just really negative and the world is against me. Um, and this was a few years ago and like kind of blaming everybody outside of me and just, I, you know, on the one hand, I knew that a lot of it was, a lot of my problems were coming from my attitude, even though I couldn't directly see how, and I just felt like 
so many things around me were unjust, like, oh, the people at work are being jerks, my boyfriend's being a jerk, <laughs> my family, you know, and there's that saying, um, if you run into one jerk a day, it's them. If you run into 10 jerks a day, it's you or whatever, what, however it goes. But I started realizing like, I'm running into jerks everywhere I go. Oh, well, okay, it must be me. Um, so I was like, I got to do something to change. And I would try to have this whole bananas morning routine, like I'm going to meditate for an hour. And I was talking about this actually in the last podcast, the your perfect morning routine. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm going to meditate an hour and then I'm going to do like so many gratitude. <laughs> I'm going to write 10 gratitudes and, and like why I'm grateful for the thing. And I'm basically like each one is going to be a paragraph long and do this and do that. And I would do it for like two or three days and then be like, well, my entire morning's gone. And I feel more like stressed than I do grateful and peaceful and happy. And so then I would quit and just be like, doing gratitudes is stupid. And then I, I don't really remember what I was what content I was consuming. It wasn't the infinite 1%, but it was something along those lines that were, that was just like, Hey, it's okay to only do a tiny little bit and you'll see a difference from it eventually. And so I started just writing one or two gratitudes every morning, as soon as I woke up and like why I was grateful. And it was like, Oh, that was easy. Um, and felt nice and i kept then showing up for it because it wasn't bringing up stress it didn't make my brain feel like oh god you're wasting too much time and it didn't or like this is just way too different from our normal routine um and then after i don't know like a week or two i started doing five gratitudes because i wanted to i wasn't shooting myself <laughs> I wasn't like this external thing, this book said I should do five. So I'll do five. And then I should be a better person on this deadline. Um, it was more just like, I want to keep doing this and doing it more because it feels pleasant. And that was like a slow shift in internally. Um, like I was saying, like you want to change your identity. You want to go from being a person who doesn't write any gratitudes at all to a person who does practice some sort of gratitude thing, even for a couple minutes, like the difference between a person who does do that and a person who doesn't after a while is noticeable. And I, I did really actually start to notice a difference from it. Like I noticed that my thoughts when I first woke up in the morning went from like, oh, the jerks at work. I'm so stressed. Or like, oh, I can't believe my boyfriend didn't text me. They whatever, just just all the all that bullshit. Um, my brain started being like, I can't wait to see the dogs today. Or that was so nice that my mom sent me that card. Um, or just just whatever. Um, 
And when I started doing one gratitude a day, I was like, this isn't probably going to make any difference, but whatever. I was desperate. So that's just my little example. And I've applied this rule in so many other ways. Um, choose an area, one area. Choose a minuscule way you can show up. That'll be so easy. You can show up consistently. And that doesn't mean you have to do it every day. Like I said, like if it's to exercise more or work on your business more or keep your house cleaner, just set aside a couple times a week in which you will go for a walk or fold some shirts. Actually, uh, ugh, sorry, actually a hack for this if uh, you do want to keep a cleaner uh, house or living space. I really love just doing 10 things. And you can do this like a couple times a week where when I feel like my room is such a mess, I can't stand it, stand it. Cleaning it feels overwhelming and my brain's like, no, do anything else. But if I'm just like, I'm just going to do 10 things and I'll count them out loud. Putting these shoes away. One, folding this shirt. Two, hanging up this jacket. Three. And it's amazing the different, like, usually that leads to it being like, halfway done like the cleaning and my room already looks you know 50 percent better so just thought i'd toss in a little bonus hack there for you um but yeah that's really truly how you start to make real changes if you try to go too hard and too fast and if if this has happened to you before especially um Try just doing the small thing. I know it's not sexy. I know it's so much more fun to fantasize about waking up on the first or, you know, like on the new year or <laughs> on Monday and, and implementing a very rigorous new routine that is going to get people, you know, two weeks later being like, what are you doing differently? But it's just... It doesn't, it doesn't work. And then you feel sad and disappointed. So thank you for listening. And I hope this helps. If it does, um, let me know, slide into my DMs, um, at Emily Burns coaching on Instagram, or I think you can, I don't know. Oh, you can rate and review on Apple podcast. Um, so I'd be very grateful if you did that as well. Anyway, thanks so much. Have a great week.